Who else thinks this is a guaranteed make? Here we go. Here we go. Oh my god. Unbelievable. Are you kidding me? You've got to be fucking me. Hello and welcome to episode 66 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining us today. We have an action-packed show. We got Lions Talk, Detroit Talk, week three of the NFL. We got college. We got everything in between. We it Football is in full stride right now, boys, and I am so excited to get going on today's show. I have my co-host with me, former NFL and Michigan State running back, J.U. Kalkrick. J.U., say hi to everyone. Hi, everyone. And then we got the numbers guy, the red-hot gambler outside of college, honestly. The red-hot NFL gambler, I should clarify. Chandler Nash is with us as well. Say hi to everyone, Chandler. Hi, everybody. There we go. All right, fellas, let's get into this show. J.U., you were talking about some downtown Detroit happenings, not involving football, that you witnessed uh, today. What 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 did you have eyes on? Well, I was just excited for this for you because you're such a fan of this dude. Eminem's new restaurant, Mom Spaghetti. I'm a stan. Please, please. You, show, you show, are a stan. Please show like a shred of respect for fuck's sake. <laughs> the stan. Yeah. So it opened up today about five o'clock. It opened up. There were the line was absolutely nuts wrapped around for blocks they had the cast tech marching band Holy marching shit. down the streets yeah it was really cool and the thing about it is it's a simple menu it has there's uh spaghetti and meatballs regular spaghetti spaghetti and vegan meatballs and a spaghetti sandwich that's it and it's also in it's to go it comes in like a little chinese box with an eminem logo on the box oh nice um, and uh, it's also in another restaurant. So if you want like a full menu and everything like that, you can get that restaurant stuff. And where and, it's, it was by Fox? Yeah, yeah. Right around the corner there, right down on Woodward there. So it's it's just, it's absolutely crazy. I'm not really um, big on, um, it's in the Union Assembly. Okay, yeah. That, yeah, that's where it's located there. And that then place, ups, yeah. the, the cool thing about it, this is something that you'll like. This is totally you, Stan. Oh, yeah. Upstairs, there's the, the place called The Trailer. Oh. And it's a replica of the trailer from the movie Eight Mile. Oh, um, no way. It, it has some, like, really cool, like, stuff from video shoots. Um, it has um, uh, different, um, you know, gear that you can buy. Mom's Getty sweatshirts. You can get Eminem gear. It has a lot of his his uh, stuff from, you know, his childhood, as well as from all his videos and everything like that. Super, super cool place. I suggest you check it out. Did you that's go? Where, that's yeah, where yeah, going to be renewing there. his vows. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'll be doing that. Wait, so did you wait in the line? 
No, I didn't wait in the line. I, come on, Frank. I don't I, wait in line. Well, you you sounded like you went there. I did go there. I okay. didn't wait in line, though. A buddy of mine who's on uh, Shade 45, Rude Jude Angelini, um, he, he was broadcasting from there. So I went down, saw him. I nice. went earlier, had a nice little sneak peek earlier. I did not have a chance to meet Eminem. I did meet um, Rosenberg. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Paul Rosenberg, the small frozen turd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And if you would have just casually, like if you would have just been like, oh yeah, I got a chance to shake Marshall's hand. I would have just like started urinating on myself. Um, Cause I told you he's part of the, he's part of the, the holy trinity of, of frank love that's awesome though uh yeah i didn't really know where it was someone told me today it's like in the yeah near the fox area that new like alley that they've been developing for like five years did you eat anything no i did not eat anything at the time when i was there it wasn't ready yet they were just ah. you know getting everything going uh, i did not have a chance to try the mom spaghetti and, and for, the, it's just a walk-up window yeah it's a walk-up window uh, yeah. super quick it's in chinese boxes yeah it's like two chinese to go boxes really cool really innovative and i love the fact that they didn't try to like you know do a shit ton of things it's just yeah. spaghetti you know spaghetti and if you tuck your you know you can get the vet spaghetti with the vegan meatballs <laughs> yeah. I, uh, your, zoom, your zoom must have cut out there but uh i no, i agree i can because i saw the commercial and before I heard there was a commercial, then I looked up the commercial and I kind of figured, I was like, I kind of hope the commercial acts like they don't care. Like, I hope it just is like not a try hard commercial. And it was, it was very like Detroit gritty. Like it reminds me of those local commercials that like flash the phone number. Uh, that's cool though. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if it's any good. I wonder if it's good or if it's just dog shit. I'll have to bring back fast food Friday and Go get a sketty, sketty sandwich. Yeah, I was just going to say, J.U., did you get eyes on a spaghetti sandwich? Like, is it literally <laughs> noodles on bread? Like, is, is, is that yeah. it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's exactly <laughs> what you said. It's um, a nice butter crust bread, um, noodles with sauce jammed between it, and there you go. I'd fuck with that. I mean, that's pretty much my – I ate pasta 50% of the time growing up. I would just butter two pieces of bread and – eat that anyways so i don't see how much i heard the well i read that the the vegan balls or are they they goat balls vegan vegan meatballs i know they're vegan meatballs but i thought they were called like rabbit balls i think there it is that's it that's it thank you goat balls yeah rabbit (laughs) makes way more sense yeah because it's eight mile there you go i knew it was some sort of fucking animal um that's awesome. I did not know he'd be there. That's pretty cool that it's a permanent spot. Definitely going to be real touristy. Hilarious that the line was just that long. I guess it's fucking Eminem, like in Detroit. Yeah, crazy, crazy line. Cool. Yeah, we'll have to go get there. We'll have to go down there and get some get some sketty sandwiches. See, is that a Detroit thing? Uh-uh. No. When this is sketty? No. Uh, people say it today. I don't think so. I think it's just maybe Midwest. I just, I didn't never have heard that as a uh like a detroit or midwest slang i just that's how i shortened it i heard a couple people say it today and i just thought they had speech impediments and then you just said it so I was like, <laughs> maybe i'm missing out on something here it's getting yeah. in a pop <laughs> yeah right it's just we just talk like idiots it's just the midwest baby i don't know i don't know that's kind of interesting that would be one of those things where it's like you know i recently found out well, like not recently in the last like three years that like not everyone says like, oh, you know, like, oh, excuse me. Like, and now it's kind of like a big thing, which is annoying. But when I first found out, I was like, oh, I thought everyone said like, oh, when they bumped into someone. 
Um, but I heard that's just like a Midwest thing. So maybe it's <laughs> Sketty. Maybe it's like, I just need to go like say Sketty a few other places and see if they look at me weird. So like when you, no, no, so like, so you're at a bar and yeah. you bump into someone or you say, oh, oh. And yeah. then that's like, it's like, sorry. Oops. It's like, oh, oh, <laughs> like no malicious intent here. Just trying to go about my way as you are, sir. Sorry. Really sorry. Really sorry. Always really sorry. Oh, oh wow. You guys are something else. Yeah. You know, oh, like when you're running people over through the three hole. Oh, do you, you, know, don't, you don't know what I'm talking about? You no, heard? I've never heard. Oh, yeah, you have. No, I have not. Yeah, you have. I probably bumped into you and said it. Anyways, fucking anyways, other things that are going on in downtown Detroit that happened this weekend. Let's let's get into I'm like nervous. The reason I'm stalling so much is because I am like nervous to, to talk about Sunday's fiasco that happened at Ford Field. That's that's why I'm like stalling to get into this. But Detroit Lions lose yet again to the Baltimore Ravens over a 60 yard plus field goal dropping to 0 and 3 absolute chaos did you did you were you guys able to watch the whole game yes unfortunately i was and i think ju might call it a masterpiece not a fiasco with how big of a slappy he's been thus far this year (laughs) yeah so ju just obviously like we'll get into more of the details of the game but like base level i mean me and chandler have been trying to tell you this is this is the shit uh this was like a baptism by fire you know now you're watching every game you're invested in them you know, you're probably thinking like, here we go. I'm going to bag these two boys on recording next week because now they they just beat fucking Lamar Jackson, former MVP, Baltimore Ravens, John Harbaugh at home and and all hell breaks loose and we lose on a 66-yard doinker. I had pre-written texts ready to fire off to you two <laughs> after the game. I was ready. I was getting so juiced for the show today. Just could just be basking. I was gonna go out and buy a crown. I was gonna get <laughs> yeah, and every and, and just two. and just wear it and just to say it, it's <laughs> we're back, we're coming back. But but with that said, there's a lot of good that you can take out of that game. All right, and you know also too, you know props to Tucker. You know he loves playing in Ford Field. Back in his previous long was 63 yard field goal back in 2013 at Ford Field for the game winner. So, and now this time another 66-yard banger off the off the crossbar and go in there. So, I mean, props to the guy. Couldn't happen to a better guy, an opera singer slash kicker. This is not the way we're taking this conversation. Chandler, I know you got a lot uh, boiling under your belt right now. I don't really care that Tucker – I'm not ready to do the, like, you know, it not couldn't have happened to a better guy type shit. Like uh, that he's an opera singer. Chandler, I know you're seething, foaming at the mouth about this one. So I need to hear, I need to hear your thoughts about this Detroit Lions game on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's nothing new, Frank. You alluded to it in the, the introduction there. It's nothing new. I'm not surprised at all. What I get frustrated with is the people that I've known my whole life that are still shocked they lose this way. Who the hell is shocked anymore that they lose because they do stupid things? Now, again, I feel totally bad for this team. They're at a lack of talent. It's a first year in a new regime. I feel bad for Dan Campbell. I feel bad for these players. With cutting Jamie Collins, they now have $55 million in dead cap space this year. $55 million. That's three 
four, five very solid starters. That's dead money this year for them. So guess what? There's no talent there, but you know what I'm mad at? I'm mad at what everyone else is mad at ownership. One win the last 65 years. And for her to be so out of touch and her, I mean, Sheila Ford ham to go and do that fake honor of Calvin Johnson. That's what I'm happy about is the fans booter. They let her know what's, what, what should be going on. How did she not have the wherewithal to throw out Chris Spielman there or Barry yeah. Sanders? She is so out of touch. She's talking to a guy that hates her and she requested <laughs> 1.6 million back from I, that's where I'm frustrated. And then I'm frustrated with the fans that are, it only happens to us. No shit. It does. Our ownership sucks. How it's the franchises ran sucks. And I feel bad for the players, the coaches, and the people of this city. Yeah, you know, Chandler, well put. So I posted on Instagram a video that my buddy took of, he was at the game, and he took a video of Sheila Ford talking to Calvin. You can't hear her. You absolutely can't hear her over the booze. It's, it reminded me of back in the day when, uh, and, and still a little bit today, but like way back in the day when like Batman used to bring out the cup. And you just couldn't hear the guy talk at all because the booze were just overwhelming. It was like awkward almost to watch. Like, is he hearing this? You know? And I posted on that, like, she probably didn't deserve this. And I didn't, I, I wasn't coming out and saying like, she doesn't deserve this. I wasn't like dying on that hill. Started reading the comments, started thinking about it a little more. And it's like, man, I just got caught in like a wave of Kool-Aid or like a slapville. I don't know where I got, I just, I, I sometimes get blinded. Like she totally deserves it especially because she was talking about Calvin Johnson and she could Venmo him $1.6 million right now, right now. They wouldn't even yep. know it was gone. They, they could drop that on the street walking into the stadium and they yep. wouldn't even know it's gone and they won't give him that money. Uh, the only redeeming factor of the whole thing uh, was that it, Calvin had to like love that because Calvin does seem to like the fans and he seems to like the, I mean, he's still in Michigan. He lives here. Right. I mean, well, did you notice he did not specifically say ownership or the mm -hmm. organization in his speech, nor in his hall of fame speech, but I believe in both. I know at least this past Sunday, he acknowledged the city of Detroit and yeah. the fans of Detroit. So you know what class move by him to show up right. for those fans. Right. Um, but you know, he was smiling after that all played out and, and he, he looked really well and she had egg on her face. Yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree. So like, you know, I wanted to go change the caption on that, but you know, you don't go back. So I just, I think she did totally deserve it. Now. I think when I posted that, I wasn't necessarily specifically thinking of the Calvin situation, which I should have been because she was talking about fucking Calvin Johnson, but I was more along the lines of like, all right, she showed up uh, and, and, you know, we stripped it down to the studs, you know, so now it's kind of like, let's see from here. She's paying for her, her father's sins, but at the same time, she's the face of the organization now. So she's got to wear all the shit and she could make the decision to just fucking pay the guy right now. I'm assuming she still has that power or has that power. So, and I just don't get why they don't do it. I truly don't understand. It's 1.6 million, like sell a couple fucking explorers. Drop in the bucket for them. Yeah. Sell a I couple explorers. Yeah. I don't fucking get it. Um, um, can I, can I actually go back to the game itself? Yeah, please. Yeah. So anyway, so I started off here and I got a little, you know, oh, oh I don't care about soccer, blah, blah, blah. Just yeah, feel good portion. I was just giving the man props. Instead of NFL <laughs> right? But I want to go back. Chandler said something about he feels bad for the coaches. 
in this, you know, for this game here. I don't feel bad for the coaches. I think the coaches are the people that lost the game for the Lions um, on Sunday. I'll tell you this why. Because when it came down, as a coach, your job is to put your players in the best position to be successful, period. Execution comes down to the players. But there's some things you can't execute because you're not in a good position to be successful. Let's just break down that last series, all right, the game-winning series. Kickoff, touchback. Kicker did his part. Ball's in the 25-yard line. First play, sack. They rushed four. Got pressure on him. Played a zone in the back with man coverage concepts on underneath. Got pressure on Lamar, sack. Second play, rushed four. Again, same concept. Actually brought another blitzer off the edge. Got pressure on him, hit his arm. He threw, got the ball off, incomplete. Third play, blitz four, rushed four, same concept, played a shallow zone with man principles, got him to scramble, lost yards, ran out of bounds. It's co considered a sack because it's behind the line there. That's what brings it to that fourth and 18. Fourth down, what do they do? They rush three, set up in a deep zone, Mm -hmm. And any quarterback, I don't care if it's the worst quarterback in the league, you have that time, you're going to find a hole in that zone. If you have your safeties playing 30, 40 yards back from the ball and you need 18 yards, you're going to find you're going to have issues with that. And they played a man principle underneath the zone coverage. What does that do? They don't need to play that man. You you have now that's putting your linebackers on your slot receivers. Your linebackers are not your strong point of your team. They're not going to be able to keep up with the, a slot receiver going downfield and making a move. So that's what happened there. I blame the coaching staff on putting. I hate. I would say the first. I'll be the first one. The only time you need to play prevent defense if there's if you're up by a touchdown and the other team needs a touchdown to to win or it's the last play of the game i, I was gonna say if that fourth and eight, if that fourth and 18 and they needed a touchdown you know from that yeah. area that's <laughs> where you're playing prevent let, let me clarify my point earlier i feel bad that the coaches have this lack of talent on the team i agree with you ju they blew that game at the end of the game look at what they did when they had the ball three straight rushes it's not, you know, you're blaming the players. The coaches are the one that put the team together. No, 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 no. The coaches Let's are the ones. You said you, you feel bad for the coaches point. that they have a lack of talent. The coaches right. put the players on the field. And it's not a lack of talent. They're in the NFL, all right? At the end of the day, they're talented. You got to put them in a position to be successful. Well, no shit, they're talented. They're in the NFL. But if you look at, relatively speaking, we are the least or one of the three least talented teams roster by roster in the NFL. It could be scheme. All right. Sam Darnold was on the jets. He sucked. Now he's playing for the Panthers and he's doing better. It's scheme over players. I, I will bad scheme. I will I, note as we're looking for, for someone to blame in this game, the lions 
also like literally needed just one more play. And I don't even know if they needed one more play. They just needed like some shred of good luck, like in the last three plays, like the, the eight, the literally the last three plays, they just needed like one thing to mildly go their way. Like the fourth and 18, like, even if they're in the wrong scheme, even if the guys aren't talented, like he still had to make a fucking fourth and 18 with NFL players on the field. Number two, the second play after that was the one Lamar threw out of bounds, but it was the delay of game. So it's just like, if the refs see that, like, I'm just saying like a little bit of luck. And then we just needed, even after all of that, at the end of the day, Justin Tucker just had to miss, had to not make a record setting field goal. Like that's all we needed. And we couldn't even get any hit a bar. He hit, he hit the fucking bottom bar. Like after all of that, all we needed was just like a little bit of luck, just a little bit. And we couldn't fucking find it. So, and, and that fucking kick, I, I'm talking about that kick now, that fucking kick when he hit it, like the video of me, like I yell right away. Cause I thought it was, I thought it was dead nuts. Good. I thought it was just, I thought it was good from 73. I thought it was right down the middle. So when I do that video that I posted, like I go like, oh fuck, as soon as he hits it, cause I thought it was just clean. Then it was like a fucking optical illusion when it hits that bottom bar. And then I'm like, oh, it was short. And then, I, and then I'm thinking like, oh my God, it popped straight up. It, it ha- it's gonna fall in, it's gonna fall in. If it popped up, it's gonna fall in. And it sure as, and sure as fuck, it did, it did, it did. My, my question for you guys is this. Uh, you talk about um, talent and everything like that. If you could sit back, take luck aside and just the g- game itself, who do you think was the better team that day? That day, Detroit. Yeah, I mean, it was a total moral victory. Like the fact, yeah, yeah. even if it was like close, you know, like, Baltimore, I just think head to toe is a better team and Detroit hung with them at home. And they, I mean, I'll watch this team. I'll watch this team 10 times over 10 out of 10 over a Patricia team for sure. Without a doubt. I mean, a hundred percent. They, they played, they played good football. They played their best 60 minutes this game. Um, And you know what? At the same token, Hollywood Brown couldn't catch a fucking cold this week. Well, so he dropped a couple balls, but Ju, I agree with you. There was a couple blunders at the end of the game. And when you look at what the Chargers coach, Brandon Staley, did at the end of his game, putting his balls on the table and throwing a fade to score a touchdown instead of wind the clock down and kick a game-winning field goal, you wonder why we weren't maybe just a little more aggressive on our last drive, too. I haven't been following the Detroit's kicker situation. Like, who was that guy? Who is that guy? I have no idea who that guy is. He was, like, wearing Prater's jersey. I was so fucking confused at who Captain Mustache was. Literally, who is that guy? Why do I – I just – I didn't follow that at all this week. I don't know who he is either. Do you, Jay? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> well, speaking – apparently this is a fucking kicker podcast. I thought uh, it was wild, too – like twilight zone shit that earlier in the day Prater had a chance to kick a 68 yarder that fell about a yard short. And then Agnew former lion took it to the crib. But I think it's, I thought it was funny that like if Prater would have hit that, he would have secured his own record. Even if Tucker hits that one. It's crazy. 
What Nuts. was that from? How, how far was the 68. Sixty-eight. What's fucking nuts is Tucker obviously hit the bottom bar, doinked her in for the for the W this week. Sixty-eight yards. Ju, you said it was what before? I thought it was sixty-one, but what was it? His previous long was sixty-three yards. Okay, so 60, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sixty-one. Sixty-one. Okay, so sixty-one yards, and that was I believe Monday Night Football, and he kicked six of those. Not all from sixty-one, but he kicked six of them. We didn't give up a touchdown to the Ravens. Lost that one by a cool score of like fucking 1816 or whatever it was. Yeah. And then, and then if we want to go way back, a story my dad always used to tell me, which I thought was fake, uh, was like the original longest kick was like 60 yards and it was by a guy with half a foot and no hand. Yeah, John Dempsey. Yeah. And that was against the Lions. <laughs> yeah, he had a square foot, like a foot, his foot was cut off. So his shoe was like a fist, like that. So he's just punching her through. Just punching her through. <laughs> it's just nuts. <laughs> and it's like one of those games where it was like, you know, you just like wonder, like, uh, it was like the first, obviously, like, hey, Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes, Jared Goff, everyone who's new here, that, like, this happens. This happens all the fucking time. Like, and you looked like you were so close. Like, this is what happens. Like, how do you change this? How do you change this? whole culture of everything and it's just it's wild how how creative they find ways to lose that's it it's never the same thing it's always it's the creativity in how they lose but the thing is this um you talk about the culture changing i think the culture is starting to change i think like even though they're losing right now these guys are going into every game thinking they have a chance you know, going into, because I get it. I've been part of teams where by week eight, you're planning your vacation, your all-season vacation. And I've been on teams by week eight, you're like, oh, man, we got to hum it up. We got a playoff pushing us. All right. And those teams I was on by week eight, you're planning. You, you don't look forward to going into the building. You yeah. don't look forward to going into work. But I think these guys are looking forward to going into work. I think they're excited. And what's going to happen is this. A lot of free agency will come in because they want to play for a guy like Campbell. They yeah. want to play for that kind of mentality, a coach that's going to go out there and have their back, have that pizzazz in the media. Because a lot of the, the past Detroit coaches, they weren't outspoken like that in the media. They weren't like up front wearing their, their emotions on their sleeve and saying, hey, we are who we are. Come at us. We'll bite your kneecaps. We'll do this. We'll do that. Players like that. Players look for guys like that. Dan Campbell's so, outfit was so Detroit this week too. Just yeah. shit. I mean, he bought, that was a gas station hoodie. If I've ever seen one, what did it say? Detroit army just said Detroit army generic <laughs> with like the shitty old English D like not a tiger's one or a cool one, like a shitty one. Like, like my hat from last week. <laughs> yeah, like Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, but he got his from a Zaz, a Zaz <laughs> gas station. Uh, Dan Campbell did. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Ju. And you know, I mean, hey, back to talent though. Like, I'm still, I mean, I'm, I am, you know, I think there's an extent on both sides. Whether you guys want to yell talent or coaching, whatever, not a lot of talent on the roster. It'd be nice to have like a number one receiver. I forgot who is like, I mean, who is my man out there last week? I was, I was bitching about him. I don't know, whatever. I can't Khalif think of it. Raymond? Yes, Khalif Raymond, exactly. Like he ended up playing good at the end, but there was sometimes at the beginning you're like, this guy, I, he's a, I don't know if he's a practice squad guy. Yeah, um, yeah no, and honestly, if this is a rebuild. Let's, you know, whatever Dan Campbell says or whatever approach he's taking, that's fine. He's changing attitudes. But at the end of the day, if I get to watch 
uh, the Baltimore Ravens game that I saw on Sunday, and it ends up in an L that way, we weren't winning this division. Like, if I get to watch games like that and have these kind of losses, like, it is what it is, like, for right now. You know, we're not supposed to win right now. Right. Not saying that I don't want to win, but it's interesting to think, too, they win that game. Say they win that game. Then we're going into Chicago, who I think truly is ass. I think they are ass. Uh, and then, then you got like, you know, you got Cincinnati, who knows, who they're knows two and, they're two and two, they're, they're, they're going to win next week at Chicago. Bang. You know, I'm on board. Is that, that. Is that a little preview? Is oh. that a little preview? Huh? <laughs> that's, just, that's just a little, that's, that's just an extra. That's just a little extra. <laughs> okay. okay. I love it. Um, okay, cool. All right, boys. Well, since we're already talking about, uh, next week. Um, any closing? Chandler got a little heated at me there, huh? Happens, man. It fucking happens. You both got thirty-one you both... years of frustration. Jay. You don't yeah. understand it. You both, you both got hot, and I mean, I got mad at Ju for like, you know, he just went into full-on Tucker's Hall of Fame speech. You know, Tucker. Uh, Tucker did say he's looking to buy property in, in Detroit. Well, yeah, <laughs> of course. The guy. I mean, the guy's just had so much. Like, what a day. I mean, fuck. What a day for that guy. Honestly, though, you break the record on a game winner. Fuck off. Like, it's just, that's so, I mean, whatever. He's, he's got it, had a great, he has a great life. He's a trade lives kind of guy. Um, okay. Since we're already talking about next week, Chicago Bears, uh, I think that was all the notes I had on Lions. Let's move into week three of the NFL. And I'm going to lead it off with what I want to talk about here because I just want to get it out of the way. And I know Ju is going to like make fun of me and he's going to get under my skin. So I just want to, I just want to get it. I want to get it done with. <laughs> so I do a pick six every week, you know, and if you hit, if you go six and oh, you, you win a ton of money. So I've been doing this for like three years now. I've never hit it. I've gone five and one five times. One of those was last week. Sweet God. I went five and one and the, the last game that I did not hit, or the one game I did not hit, because it wasn't the last game, uh, the game I did not hit was Bucks rams Because I took the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, because I truly felt this was going to be Stafford's return to earth game. I thought it was going to be his 21 for 53, 213 yards with two interceptions. Holy fuck was I wrong. That guy came out and he fucking slung it. He's leading the MVP conversation by a fucking a ton. He, it's not even close. I think it's arguably not even close right now what the MVP race looks like. Cooper Cup looks like the best receiver in the NFL. And they made the Bucks secondary look like the Lions 08 secondary. And every power ranking has them number one. And it looks like through three weeks, the Rams are fucking for real. I think uh, you're spot on with that. I think the, the Rams are good. I don't know if they're this good, um, <clears throat> but uh, right? I think uh, I think they're better than I thought they were going to be. I thought they were going to be under 10 and a half wins this year yep. in such a tough division. Yep. Um, but uh, let's pump the brakes just a little. They had a good home win. They got up for the Tampa Bay game. For the Super Bowl uh, champ. I mean, they were playing, you know, Brady and the Super Bowl champs. Well, they're playing Brady and the Super Bowl champs. Uh, week one, though, they played the Bears, who you just quoted as saying they were ass. ass. And then week two, they had 
retire now Carson Wentz led Colts that they beat. So <laughs> you're still you know picketing for that guy to retire. I, I'm just I'm just waiting on that one. Jay, what do you think about the Rams? Yeah, I'm with you, Chandler. I'm not ready to crown them. Um, like like you said, you hit on every every note that I had written down. You hit, they beat a bad Bears team. They had a close game with an average Colts team. All right. And then they had, yeah, they, it was Brady and them coming in. They beat a, a, a Bucks team that had depleted secondary. Secondary is bad. I, yeah, because all the guys are hurt. Yep. All the guys that played in the Super Bowl are hurt. Now the, the Bucks just signed Richard Sherman today. If you're yeah. pulling guys, you know you. They have Ross Cockrell out there <laughs> in the secondary. Huh? I said whoms? Yeah, exactly. He's you in know, the NFL, J.U. He's good. <laughs> they have Ross Cockrell out there playing. And also, too, A.B. was in playing for the, you know, offensively for the Bucs. Bucs had some offensive guys missing as well. I'm telling you this. Don't all you people throwing all your money into, you know, the Rams, you know, going to the Super Bowl. I say, no, they're not going to go to the Super Bowl. They're not. I'm guarantee you if they play the Bucs again, Bucs win big. Wow. Wow. Okay. I love Okay, I agree with the second part. First part, though, I do think is a pretty bold claim. I mean, nope. Rams will not be in the Super Bowl come February. The Rams will not be in the Super Bowl. Hot take, folks. Hot take. No Super Bowl. I love it. Okay, yeah. Hey, so I fucking would have agreed with that take, like, at the beginning of the season, 100%. Like, I took the Seahawks to win that fucking division. Like, you know, poop on my face. I also took the Steelers to win that division. And we'll get into the Steelers in a fucking minute. Holy shit. Um, (laughs) But the, the Rams right now, it's just like, you know, I didn't know how I was going to feel about fucking Stafford coming into this year. Like I thought I was just going to be happy for him. Yay. Feels good. You know, I'm just rooting for you, buddy. You did, you did your hard work here. Go win a Super Bowl. I thought I was going to be that guy. Now it's happening, you know, um, and I was talking to my buddy about this the other day and I was like, I thought I was gonna be happy for him. Why don't I feel happy for him? And he goes, dude, cause it's your ex fucking girlfriend that you broke up with. Like you let him go. Now they're fucking losing weight. They picked up 50,000 Instagram followers and they're flaunting it all over the internet and it's in your face and you suck and you suck and you're still in your shitty situation. And that's exactly what I'm going through right now. I am just like seething with jealousy and now that he's like out in the LA market and everyone loves him and is like sucking him off quite frankly I'm just like jealous I'm like why didn't we get this why didn't why didn't he make our team that or why couldn't we have this around our team and I thought I'd be so happy for him and I am I'm not unhappy for him but I'm jealous I'm jealous I get frustrated I see Rams content I like I'm like not ready for it it's a lot of emotions yeah, from me. I see. Yes, yeah. Who can tell? I see that. We're all fired up today. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are. I am just frustrated. It's just like think of Stafford after. He, <laughs> I don't know if he watched the. Re- I'm sure he watches the games. You know, like I don't know if he's watching it before he starts, but he watches. He watches the Lions at one o'clock. Give up the fucking fourth and eighteen miss the delay a game and then doink that thing through for 66 yards on Calvin Johnson retirement day. Then he goes out in LA beats the ex Super Bowl champs by a hundred and is like, just like, ha ha. He just like probably 
like fucking cheers fucked and laughed his whole way through that day while we're sitting here like oh it should have been delay a game you know who <laughs> but who, it's okay who... mom's sketty opens next week like <laughs> fuck man <laughs> oh man that's all good i got a i got a hot take for you frank and right. uh it's because of what's coming up this weekend and, and what i've seen the past year and a half but uh, my hot take for this week, I know last week for everyone who remembers, Packers to the Super Bowl was my hot take. Then they went to the Bay and beat the Niners. Uh, but my hot take this week is a, more of a general statement. Tom Brady was more responsible for the Patriots dynasty than Bill Belichick. And obviously, they both needed each other for this. But when they see each other this weekend, it's very clear and apparent to me. Tom Brady is way more and I mean way more responsible for the Patriots dynasty than Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick doesn't look like the same guy since Tom left. Tom looks even better since he left Bill Belichick. Um, I'm a little nervous about the amount of money that's on Tampa Bay this weekend, so it might not be that easy of a game. But with that, uh, Tom Brady is way more responsible than Bill Belichick for the Patriots dynasty in on this take in on this take Ben in on this take uh since last year before they even won the Super Bowl uh someone said it to me and I was like no it's Belichick and then Brady went and won the fucking Super Bowl of Tampa I'm just in on this take and especially with Cam coming in I don't you know I thought like okay new quarterback next guy up next man up you know um because obviously whenever Brady got hurt they still kept winning but mm -hmm. I'm just I'm what like I'm just like a Brady slappy now at this point. Like, I just think the guy is so fucking cool. And that's why I fucking took him over Stafford and I didn't win my fucking whatever three grand or whatever it would have been. Cause Stafford, Stafford fucking dicked me down. <laughs> what do you feel about that? Ju about the Brady Belichick take? I uh, totally agree. I think oh, uh, I, I, I thought you would disagree, honestly. No, I think it's Brady all day. Like, like you, Frank, I am. Um, I respect, even though he went to Michigan, He's yep. the first Michigan guy. I was I respect the hell out of him. Three Sparties. Respect. He's the only guy. He's like one of the only guys who gets the pass. Right. I re, I love his work ethic. Um, I think um great um Belichick is a low-key look at me guy. Uh, <laughs> he wants to be the smartest guy in the room by making all these crazy moves. Sometimes it worked for him because he had Brady to bail him out. And now we're starting to see hey, maybe he's not the smartest guy. Maybe he just got lucky, you know, the tuck rule, the, all these different things. These luck things came into place and made him look like a genius. Seahawks interception. Right, with but Brady's, you know, bailing him out. So, yeah, I definitely agree. And I think Brady is, you know, was the, the oil that ran that machine. And, yeah. and what do you guys think about in general in sports? Like, I thought when I was – thinking of that take I'm like well Michael Jordan's probably more responsible for the Bulls than Phil Jackson right and uh you know what do you think Frank I don't I don't think that I think Phil's more responsible than Michael just based off what what Phil did in Chicago and then went to LA and what he did right and I think putting those pieces and managing those I, yeah those um those uh Personalities. personalities yeah i was yeah. gonna say maybe not the x's and o's but i mean obviously you had to call plays put them in the right spot all that but like i don't know is pippin that good anywhere else like kind of deal you know what i mean and, and phil nope. watching the last dance 
I didn't, I'm not going to sit here and act like I was an expert. I've watched the last dance and I got more insight on Phil than I ever thought I would. And like, they just absolutely adored that guy. And he was a big, like, kumbaya type dude like a big minded piece type deal zen master yeah the zen master and i i i uh i think he's a big a big part of that i mean because there's been some super teams that have lost well ironically like the lakers with phil jackson lost to the pistons (laughs) but i don't know it's 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 interesting to think now now you could take that argument like other places. And I don't think Spolstra was responsible for like the heats championship. <laughs> I, I, would, I would say like, you know, or even, um, what was it? Tyron Lou? Like, I don't, I mean, that was right. I right. think there's a, a difference be- between them a little bit. Correct. And I think Michael won definitely like on his own, probably some, but then I don't know if they went all of them without, I, I just don't Phil. think, I, I just don't think without, without Phil, I don't think the guys follow Michael with the way Michael was to them, like mm-hmm. how harsh he was to them. And I think Phil was the one to rein them in and, you know, be the quote unquote, like you said, Zen master, good cop. Like, fuck, Rodman took a vacation in the middle of the season. Let him do it. Set, knew he needed it. Knew he needed it. You know? So. Encouraged. <laughs> God, Rodman is fucking up there for one of my favorites, man. What a king. Just, I need to blow off some steam. All right. It's not like he went relaxing. Right. <laughs> hey, can we talk about something that I was right about? Okay. Since week one, since we're recapping week three here. More How fun. about them Cowboys? Oh, they're sick. They're sick. <laughs> I told you boys after I picked against them, yeah. against the Bucks, because I said, oh, the Bucks are going to run them out of the stadium. You both picked them because you picked the points. And I told yeah. you after the game. These Cowboys, they're going to win the the NFC East. And now I'm looking at them to make a big push into the playoffs. Let me tell you this. All right? Let me tell you this. If I think – this is what I think. It's scary. No, 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 no. I'm just so juiced for this. And (laughs) this team's going to be a contender in the NFC, like I said. They're going to make a deep playoff push. I only see them losing – two more games this season finishing at 14 and three wow 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 so you got dallas over 13 wins yes they're and but listen to this too they have some key guys that are hurt right now are still gonna come back on the yeah. is coming back gallops coming back this team is awesome micah person he's gonna be oh my goodness this team is gonna be the team you come out and say it Right here after week three, say what I know is on the tip of your tongue. I know you want it to come out right now. I'm not going that far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Deep playoff push. Deep you, playoff push. Did you guys? You got to remember, they still have Mike McCarthy as the head coach. That's very true. That's yikes. That's yikes kind of stuff. There. Did you guys see fucking Jerry Jones's quote today? No. Fucking, what did he say? Uh, Parsons is pure as mother mama's breast milk. Oh, I don't know if he used the words. I don't think he said breast. I don't think he said breast, but he said that guy has raw talent as pure as mother's milk. Oh, and he then Parsons was like, I've never heard that one before. (laughs) Um, which because no one's ever heard that before because Jerry Jones is fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, so kind of funny on that spin zone there, JU. Me and Chandler took the boys week one just because it was too many points. We hit, you miss. Then right. you're then you're talking up the boys and and now it's I mean yeah I, I bet I bet the boys 
big. I bet the big boys, I bet the big boys, boys big uh, on that Monday night game. So I was happy with that all day. The Fizz swept the board there, 3-0, and huh? First time ever, the Fizz has all been on the same team, and I thought for sure we were fucked, and we won. <laughs> so that was good. A couple more notes before we get into betting, but we do got to move there. All in on Dallas, I had that. Okay. Where, where else do I want to say here? Oh, we have to. We absolutely must make fun of the Bears further. Uh, the Bears need to be shit on right now. We are actually not doing our job as a Detroit-based podcast by not, like, pouncing on the Bears. The Lions get shit on a lot for being a very bad organization. I don't know if this is a hot take at all. I think right now in this moment, not historically, but even historically through patches, like the Bears right now are just as bad of an organization, if not worse than the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions are in full rebuild mode, strip it down to the studs, whatever we got going on here. Like, you know, not a lot of talent on the roster. Jay, you'd calm down. Um, I know they're still in the NFL, but like the Bears were like, are still in like win now mode. Like they're totally like, we can make the playoff, win the division, make the playoffs. And they suck. They suck. I don't care who's that quarterback. I don't give a shit. I don't care if it should be the rookie Dalton Foles. Doesn't matter. They did 44 yards of offense. That locker room's broken. No one believes in Nagy. The city hates him. And the city is starting to hate that organization as a whole. The fucking, uh, well, they're not, I mean, it's the, the city might be actually mad at the city itself because they want to stay in Soldier Field and the city is making them pay a crazy amount of taxes. They might have to move stadiums out to Arlington Heights, which is just a travesty to think about leaving Soldier Field. Ju, I mean, think about it. You are probably losing your I, mind. I know the mystique. That. I might be. I might fall off a little with the Bears because if they move to Soldier Field. But with if with that said though, like, let's go back to talk about talent and scheme and and scheme. Then right? you guys <laughs> would take you would take this Bears roster on Detroit, right? Yeah, I'd be excited yes. about Justin. You, you, they have For more sure. talent yes. than yes. Yes. Without a doubt. They, Detroit's playing better than they are. It's the all, answer is yes. It's all the scheme that they're in. Matt Nagy sucks. He needs to relinquish play calling on offense. He's terrible. How many he times have we done that? Like, how many times, though? Like, serious question. Have they done that? Like, where he's relinquished calling plays and then he takes calling plays back or they call for him to stop calling plays? I don't know how long this has been going on, but I feel like it's been going on for three years. Yeah, well, Folds called him out last year about it, about his play calling and the time, and he doesn't get the plays in in time for him to make for the quarterbacks to make checks at the line and everything like that. So, did you, it, did you see Foles' clip on TV this week? No, they just caught him. They like kind of flashed him on the sideline. It was him and Dalton, like you know, whatever talking. And Foles is standing there, and he like leans over and like you know, reading lips is whatever. We don't know hundred percent what he said. But he just like it looks like he says uh, this is pathetic. None of these, none of this scheme is working, or maybe not scheme plays. He basically just says this is pathetic. None of this is working. My point exactly. Schemes over talent. They are broken. And I said, at least in my head, I think I said it here. I didn't think Justin Fields would be good simply because, simply because he was a Chicago Bear. I think I think Justin Fields has a lot of talent and can be very good but I didn't think he'd be good simply because he was a Chicago bear. I mean, it's like, fucking look at Darnold. Like you said, Jay, look at Darnold. The jets just suck. Just, just suck. Exactly. Lions like, fall in that category too. But I'm liking do? our Sewell pick over fields at this point in time. I'll oh, say. well, yeah. I'm glad we didn't go. We weren't ready for fields yep. to like be backing up golf. And like, I think that would have just been like a, a Harrington situation. Like you bring yep. him in, he's supposed to be sick, but there's nothing around him. Um, okay. That was, 
that was that. I just wanted to shit on, by the way, fun fact. Don't know if you guys knew this. A lot of Chicago people knew this. I was texting them uh, and they all knew this, but I don't, I don't know how, how many Detroit people know this. The Chicago bears uh, offered to open a sports book in soldier field and yeah, give the city 20% of the profits um, instead of dealing with this big tax situation. The city said, no. Yeah. So, I saw that. Losers. Learn how to run a city um, coming from a guy from Detroit. So anyways, now that we've recapped that, let's look ahead. Let's start talking betting. Let's talk in gambling. Let's talk in money. Cause boys, we are uh, still hot as all hell. Uh, you guys did very nice this week. Oh, two and one for both of you. One and two on my end. A uh, little disappointed in myself. And the biggest disappointment was my at, you know, I'm sitting here nervous. I'm sitting here nervous about the Chargers pick at six and a half. Oh no, Kansas City. Oh, I'm so fucking scared. My sucker pick was the Steelers. The Steelers was the most obvious pick. And I was just like, here you go, Vegas. Let me just light all my money on fire. <laughs> like what a loser pick to take the Steelers minus three in a divisional game with 93-year-old Big Ben, who literally is being held together by toothpicks and bubble gum. So anyone who rode me on the Steelers, I apologize. I'm a fucking loser. That was a sucker bet. Yeah, Big Ben looked, he looked terrible. terrible. He looks old. He looks washed up. And I, it's to the point where it's, embarrassing for him it's and bad. his legacy like it reminds me of it's worse though it's 10x worse like do you remember last year like when breeze would try <laughs> to throw like a ball over 15 yards and you're like ah where's like there is no juice there's just right no, no zip behind that it's that but it's way i think it's way worse because breeze could still like move ben can't move right <laughs> he tripped over the 30 this week didn't he <laughs> oh, i mean it, it, it's 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 like you said jay you it gets to a point where preserve you you are an all-time great it's you got to know when to hang them up 39, well, 39 years old yeah that's the that's the problem with the pittsburgh steelers organization though they're always good and it's always like, like that loyalty factor and you can never get the next the replacement ready because you have loyalty to that one guy. So they need to say, hey, man, just coach these young bucks up. Yeah, just, like, be hurt and be the quarterback's coach. And then, like, they got to go get a guy. They got to, like, get someone. Yep. They've just been riding with Ben forever. They've never even flirted with another guy. Nope. They still got they got Haskins and Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're bad. Yes. Yeah, they're bad. Well, okay, so moving through the betting here, I missed the, the Steelers pick. The Chargers pick, very proud of that one. You know, I wish I would have just taken a money line, but that would have been crazy. But uh, Kansas City's obviously got some flaws, but I think they're there's just they're just one of those, you know, I mean, they're like the Packers to start the year. Everyone's like, oh, what's wrong with them? And then it's like, oh, they won 12 games. No, you know? I don't know. I think Kansas City, I think uh, the Super Bowl gave a lot of defenses a blueprint to beat them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're seeing. Fair enough. I do still think they're, I mean, I don't think they're chumps at all, you know? Oh no, they're not chumps, but they're, they're not going to be, I don't think they're going to be in the NFC title, AFC title game. Well, casual take, very casual out of you there, Jay, you know, AFC title game for Kansas city. I'm starting to kind of decipher who JU is going to like in the Super Bowl. We know who he likes in the AFC, but yeah. I'm getting a hint at the NFC too. Might as well have just wore a cowboy hat. 
<laughs> next week he's just gonna be like mounted on a horse like i'm not giving away anything <laughs> but there's a team out of the nfc least i really like um yeah okay so chargers and then okay so ju uh rocked it with the cardinals great pick man because there is nothing better the reason that pick rocks is just like there's nothing better than just putting her on cruise control, like not sweating it out is just the, I mean, I like sweating out games. I don't have money on cause they're just entertaining, but if you got cash on them, it is so great to just be like, I'm going to, I'm going to go work out. You're like, all, right. you're all energized and shit, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to work on that thing. I don't work on ever. Um, so that was great. Cruise control for the Cardinals. I thought we were toast Phil when Jacksonville took the, uh, the kickback and Agnew took that back. I was like, yes, we're toast. Uh, Raiders minus four. That's a miss. That's a miss. Tough one. They should have, you know, well, they were down early, right? Yeah. And they came back and, you know, they had an opportunity to get a touchdown, put it away, even in overtime. But yeah. And those ones, you know, that one sucks. We'll get into the Michigan state game, you know, not covering type deal, but I hate those ones too, where you, it's like over before the points are scored. Like you're just like, no matter what happens, like it's not, they're not going to like when you have minus seven and it goes to overtime, you're like, right. Maybe they'll line up for the extra point. They're not. They're not going to do that. They're never going to do that. Yep. Um, so then Chandler, absolute fucking rocket picks here. Uh, Minnesota outright beats Seattle, which you said they would, right? Yeah. You said that with money line. That was that was a big brain pick, opposite of my Steelers pick. <laughs> get, get right game. Fuck you, Frank. Uh, and then the Packers. That was great too. I mean, I, I was surprised it was as close as it was. I went missile on the Packers money line. Um, so I had to sweat that one out personally, yep. but if you took them three and a half, you were just, you were straight chilling. No chilling. matter what you were just, you were just watching an entertaining game that you won. Yeah. <laughs> so that was great. Um, Rogers is still sick. I don't care what any, anyone says that guy, Super Bowl is, bound. That guy is dirty. Um, and then JU wins riding his uh, little sheep. With Titans, five and a half. He's the shepherd right now. Over who? Over who? Over who? (laughs) The Colts. I need less. I need less Colts in my fucking life. Like (laughs) I really, I've had the Colts on my board like three times in three weeks. Like I don't even know who. I just picked up their defense. Like I need to just hop off the Colts. As long as Carson Wentz is their quarterback, they're not going to (laughs) win. Old peg leg. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> All right. John Silver himself. Yeah. So some absolute sweats this week, you know, and looking back, I'm just so mad in my pick six that I took uh, a coin flip of a game, which Stafford ended up fucking me over on um, and not just taking the Cowboys who I loved the whole week. It's like, I forgot I could use the Monday night game in that. Anyways, I'm clearly fighting off some demons. So <laughs> let's look forward to week four here. Uh, you know, big turning week for a lot of teams. This is, this is like a very, very pivotal week. It's the first quarter of the season. I know there's 17 games now, but this is like, you know, this is where you're one and three or two and two or three and one and two and two, you know, one and one and three is even very different than zero and four big pivotal week here for what's going to happen. And this is where we're starting to see teams mold into what they are and hopefully less surprises. There's always going to be surprises in the NFL, but you know, once you get these first three weeks out of your system, it's kind of like, all right, this is who they are. I can actually have some, some faith in the bets that I have. So um, we're just going to pick two here, and then Chandler's going to hook us up with our sheep and shark bet. Does anyone want to lead this one off? Anyone I'll first? lead. 
There you go, Ju. Love it. All right, I'm gonna go with one. This game here is I'm gonna have my feet kicked back. I'm gonna be working on that thing that I don't work on. On you, <laughs> I might go for a run. Yeah, well, no, I don't know because I I have this game in the bag. I'm taking the Cowboys minus four and a half over the Panthers. Wow, wow, and uh, you know everyone's real hot on the Panthers too. This, you know, everyone's hot on them. You were just toting Darnold. McCaffrey's out. I don't, I don't trust them. And the Cowboys, the Cowboys. So you got like, you're just, your cruise control might not even watch the game. You know, it's a lock. I might, I'm not going to watch the game because I know it's a lock. I'm actually going to, and I'm going to jump the route here because Ju, I have the same feeling that you do, by the way, new rule on the show. We can pick the same games last fucking with college last week. I (laughs) didn't pick the same game and I told you to a lot of energy. I am so mad about a lot of things from last week's football week. It was just a fucking, like I ended up like 500 just gritting it out, but it was just so exhausting. I lost one game last week out of everything. That's fantastic. I was like the most 500 you could be. I would just get knocked to the ground and then I'd get up and knock that bookie to the ground and I get knocked out and it was just fucking exhausting. But this week, this week, I'm not doing that shit. Everything I pick is a fucking lock. And without a doubt, we talked about it at the top of the show, talked about it a lot. There is absolutely no way, no chance in fucking hell that the Bucks do not cover fucking seven and a half in Gillette versus the Patriots. Absolutely. Lock it in. Lock it in. Put your house Ooh. on it. Put the mortgage on it. I don't care. It's not going to be close. It's going to be a fucking beatdown. And Brady's coming off that loss to the Rams. Big game, new number one in town. He's going to walk into Gillette. He's going to pepper Gronk. He's going to pepper Antonio Brown until there's no more pepper left in the fucking shaker. They cover seven and a half at Gillette. Blowout. Absolute blowout. Bucks put up 35. 35-7. How's that? I think that's a popular sentiment, Frank. I know. I and I don't care. I also meant to note sentiment. that. I don't give a shit if 99% of the money is on that. Okay. If that's the sheep shark, Fire it up again. I'll bet it. <laughs> oh, man. We might be going to the line again. Check, 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 check. <laughs> but, uh, just, just a little fun fact before you jump in there. Tom Brady is 232 and 72 after a loss. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's amazing of how good he bounces back, and then he's played – 300 games after he's lost <laughs> yeah. best quarterback of all time it's like i don't know it's, it's a nuts stat wait but, uh, update update from the field uh-oh. excuse me excuse me this is live i'm looking at the book it's at seven. Oh my god it's at seven the hook dropped off there's no hook it's seven changing the pick seven there's my audible and i'm looking right at the book barstool sportsbook minus seven minus check, seven check 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 Fuck all right hook. I am going to go with the game. What do we always say, Frank? You got to make yourself nervous a little bit. You got to not feel great about it. You got to, you know, kind of have some reservations. I went to my boy, John Ewing, and me and J.U. have the same sentiment on this team. We talked about it earlier in the show that we don't think they're as good as they look. (laughs) John Ewing. (laughs) Twitter, follow them. Since 2003, when two undefeated division opponents play, the underdog covers 67% of the time. There's one game on that slate this weekend that is in that scenario. That's Cardinals at Rams. Cardinals getting what it looks to be live now four points, which makes me a little nervous. 
um, because they were all the way up to six when it came out. So Cardinals plus four. I think they're the real deal. I think they keep it close. I think this is the one game where we kind of see some some cracks in the armor for the Rams. Um, give me the, the Cardinals with the points plus four. Love that pick. Absolutely love that pick out of you. Big stones. Um, I'm still changing my britches from what Stafford did to me last week, so I'm not going near it. But I really, truly do love that pick. Balls of steel, Chandler. Great pick. Uh, that was uh, that was my that was mine as nice well. Nice job, Chandler. Good pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, switch it. I'm gonna go with some different. I'm gonna go with. Um, it is nice when they're different. Yeah, quite nice. It's quite nice. Like, <laughs> not like cheese on pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with um, Teddy Two Gloves and the Denver oh! Broncos losing <laughs> to the Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens. Oh, that was a curveball way to go about it. It was a curveball. Of- <laughs> what is the line? What's the line? One. I think it's the Ravens plus one. Ravens plus one. Yeah. I don't know. There. What's going on there? Look at who Denver's played. They played the Jets. They played all 0-3 teams. I'm with you. No, so- I, I don't think Denver's, like, good. at Like, I don't. I really don't. I will say, uh, just from betting history with me, Weird things happen at mile high. Yes. Like I just have feel like I have the lines never make sense. I always jump on it and I always lose whenever I bet against it's the air. Whenever I bet against the Broncos at home, I lose. I just, I don't touch them at mile high anymore. They fucking freak me out. Well, I'm tough. I'm molesting them. Oh, mile high. Oh, with with the Ravens. (laughs) I mean, hey, it's Me and tough the boys. to play there. Frank, what do you think you could get odds on Justin Tucker breaking his new record in, in Mile High this weekend? Right, which way is the wind blowing? <laughs> Probably to his back. I'd just say line it up and just kick it on third down just for fun. Just, just to see if he can do it. They're going to be up that many points. Good God. All right. All right. Well, if we're going in order here, you know what, boys? I'm just going to – I'm doing it. Don't care. Um, I have some cowardice chalk picks this week and i'm proud of them because they're gonna hit all right so that's why i am shamelessly shamelessly taking probably the second in line on the sheep shark i am taking the kansas city chiefs minus seven at philly philly check check yeah there it is so phil so can't jesus frank philly is starting to be the ass team that i knew they were to start the year uh, I said they were going to be the worst team in the NFL. They're not there yet, but they're – well, there's some pretty bad teams, but they're working their way down. They're not good. Chiefs are good. They're off a loss. They're embarrassed. They're not going to three and one. They're going to win by at least a touchdown. Once that hook hits, maybe get a little squeamish, but until – if it's at seven, ride the Bucks, ride Casey. Don't overthink it. Okay. I like where your head's at, Frank. Um, I, I, you know, I think you're dead on with – my sheep shark picks are almost all taken now. Yeah, um, I'm just guys siding with the early money. But call me the shepherd. I've got a lot of picks left for us to talk about. So here's where I'm going to go at with this one. Uh, I, I like to take games that don't make sense to me, um, and I just I don't see how the Falcons are only getting one and a half points at home against the the football team. Doesn't make sense to me. Falcons haven't looked great. Uh, neither has Washington, to be honest. But uh, I, I'm going to hesitantly do this. 
I'm going to take the Falcons plus one and a half at home against the football team this week. And I, Frank, I don't, I don't really know why. Yeah. Um, spooky shit. Chandler, just all around. I mean, the cards ones, I like the Falcons one though. I got no idea what's going on over there. I don't know who Atlanta is, what they do. Uh, I don't understand them at all. I thought they, this year were going to be their typical seven and nine. I'm not doing the new record thing. I can't do the math that quick, you know, seven and 10, eight and nine, whatever the fuck it is. And Matt Ryan was going to throw 56 times a game. And they're just, they're not that they're like worse than that somehow. And the football team I thought was going to be sick and they're not sick. So I don't know. I don't know what that is either, but I, I mean, I like the theory. So you're the bird man, your, your cards, Falcons. Yep. Um, yeah. And I'm just, I'm the shepherd. I am the sheep. <laughs> I am the sheep. And Jay, you, you're riding with the Cowboys and you're riding with what is Ravens. it? The midnight pigeons, the midnight pigeons. Correct. Yes, sir. Correct. I'm going to have that big win in Detroit. <laughs> They're going to fucking lose J.O. <laughs> <laughs> big win. All the right. Med- all right. All right. So now we're on to the sheep and shark, even though I took the two sheeps already. Just give me the next one. Just line me up. Fuck me up, Chandler. What's the sheep shark this week? Tee it up. Omaha. Omaha. So <laughs> we're checking uh, three out of my top five uh, were the Tampa Bay game, the Baltimore game, and uh, your Chiefs game, Frank. But thank you to my buddy, wow. DB, who always talks to me on Wednesday afternoon, cross-references-action.com with DraftKings Sportsbook. And since I had to go down the list a little more, this is <laughs> this is going to be a fun one to pick, boys. So Jesus Christ. Uh, on DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, up to the minute stats, uh, this team has 88% of the money on it. And are we going to be sheep? Or are we going to be <laughs> double sheep this week and let this team suck us back in? And you know who I'm talking about. Don't do it. Older City Kitty Cats. Getting three at the Bears and her uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, 88% of the money is currently on the Lions plus three. No. With 81% of the bets on them. So, you. I'm going to start off with you. I know you've been the shepherd the last couple weeks. You've been showing me and Frank up. <laughs> Who are you rolling with? Are you rolling with? The Motor City Kitty Cats plus three or the Chi Town Cubbies minus three? Um, I love, you know, you know my love for the Bears at Soldier Field. Love yeah, it. Um, but this uh, Lions team's a fun team. I'm going with the Lions. Fuck yeah. Jay, good. Can't believe you're betting against Soldier Field. You're loving yeah, that that's, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. <laughs> uh yeah it wouldn't be it wouldn't be me talking about ju and soldier field if i didn't just say it everyone knows you used to get a big boner when you used to run out on the field there huge <laughs> huge tough to run couldn't even play till the second half i'm gonna come all right i'm i'm jumping this next one chandler there is no way in chance in hell that you know before i took the packers on monday night i didn't take them though that's i want everyone to be clear i didn't take them for the show i had to pick and my goal is to advise who's going to win I would be an idiot, a moron, uh, a dumbass, all the above if I bet against my own Detroit Lions plus three against the Bears, who I have referred to as ass three times on this show, and then went down their litany of reasons that they're ass. I don't care who's under center. Lions are going to come out. Come out. They're going to win this game. It's money line. Lions are going to win this game, get the first W of the season. Um, and then remember, if they don't win this one, they're going to win on Thanksgiving. But 
Lions beat the Bears uh, this Sunday. I feel good about it. They're going to be charged up. I know they had a heartbreaking loss, but they know what this season is. They have a chance to go out and beat the Bears, uh, and they're going to do it. Fuck it. Lions, baby. Plus three. Boys. I would love to do it. I would love to take the hometown team. I'm rooting for them. I think they're improving week over week. But with that being said, the Bears are a totally different team at home than they are on the road. Their two losses this year have been against the Rams and the Browns, arguably two out of the top five Super Bowl favorites. They took care of the Bengals at home. I just, I hate to do this, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say this guys, I'm taking the Bears minus three. And I think we're going to push on this bet. I think the Bears (laughs) are going to win by three, but unfortunately I've got to go with the Bears minus three, and I think they uh, they beat the Lions uh, by at least three this weekend. Unfortunately, yeah, that was a that was a kick in the dick. Um, you should <laughs> you should have went first. Should have let off. Well, twelve percent um, of the money on the Bears. Anytime eighty eight percent of the money is on the Lions, say that to yourself, Frank, and then 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 rethink your pick. Eighty eight percent money on the Lions. Yeah, but I I'm curious how much money was on the Packers. Well, actually, no, people kind of like the Lions there because it was so many points. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, math, by all that's holy, the Lions are going to lose that game by four. Um, <laughs> okay, now that that's done, uh, we did that. Let's get into co- – let's do a quick college recap. Give us some picks there, um, and then we'll have some fun at the end of the show, and we'll wrap this thing up. Um, so moving into college, um, as far as, like, you know, me being frustrated about football last week in general – Again, it was just this up and down fucking roller coaster. I'm going to lead off of Michigan State here. Uh, really weird feeling, just a weird feeling when you have, you know, a good amount of money on a team that you love and they win, but they don't cover. Uh, weird feeling there. You know, obviously, ecstatic would pay that money for them to win that game, would hate if they lost to Nebraska at home, especially with the season they're having. But uh, just a weird one, you know, just a weird Big Ten gritted out game um and obviously they didn't cover i took them twice bought it down still didn't cover uh chased it didn't cover uh no big deal but state gets the w in the woodshed but looked pretty flat came back to earth today first time as a favorite too Mm. yeah i was at that game it was electric it was absolutely electric there they're they have a dj in the stadium oh my god they have the flickering lights going on and off and everything um it was great. I was tucked in for tuck. I know. I got to post that picture. I got a fantastic picture. I had a lot of drinks this week and I was doing a wedding thing. So I, I was not as dialed in as I should have been. But uh, this guy, this picture of JU, holy <laughs> sweet fuck. He tucked for tuck. I had, a, I had a great chat with Coach D'Antonio um, there on the sidelines. Um, it was it was really, it was, I, I don't know if I can say this on here, but I, I won't say, I won't say it. because What the hell? I don't know if I can or not, but um, great conversation with him. Um, it was great atmosphere. Good to be there. It was absolutely electric in Spartan Stadium. I gotta find the clip of you like being unsure about Tucker, and then just cut over to you literally tucking for Tuck. You know, <laughs> like I'm just gonna like how it started. I'm unsure about how it started first. How it's going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm I'm not I'm not leading the charge to build a, a statue for Tucker right now. Yeah, well, I think. I think Nebraska, uh, Nebraska out-physicaled us. They were bigger, they were stronger, and they were faster than us. Um, at the end of the day, we just gutted out a win. I think that's, that's what I think with that game. But 
you need those types of wind in the season. So when you're, you know, I said, we're going to be eight and four at the end of the season. When you're playing in your bowl game, you look back at that Nebraska game and be like, oh shit, remember when we pulled that one out? That's what got us here. You need those types of wins. So, you know, kudos to, to him and what he's doing. Um, there's, you know, some things I don't agree with that he's doing, but that's neither here nor there. It's more inside program stuff that I don't agree with. Yeah. It gutsy win at the end of the day, JU. And there was two big plays that obviously, you know, really, really got them to the, the finish line there. The one with Jaden Reed uh, in the punt return. Unreal oh. special teams play. I mean, that's the best special teams play I've seen from Michigan State since uh, what's-his-face did the fucking windmill in the, the horseshoe and or Little Giants. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that punter yeah. messed up. That punter messed up on that play. Yeah, it was a, like a bullet. Yeah, it was a bullet. So you get that play, and then you get the big interception on the slant in overtime. I mean, what was louder, Ju? Was it louder in that interception when he was going to take it to the house and then got cut down at the twenty, or was it louder on the punt return? The punt return, because yeah. that was that was the spark. And the crazy thing is, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to give myself, toot myself up anything like that, you know, <laughs> I do love me some me. That's why I'm wearing sunglasses inside. Yeah. But um, I was sitting there and I look at, I'm sitting next to Brian Lithicum and I was like, special teams need a big play right now to spark us. And boom, the punter will put two punt returners back. I think looking at it, they called to kick away from, from Jalen so that would have been a right kick that's why everyone was running to the right side there oh. and that's, it's so wide open and the punter mishit it and as a punter you're taught if you wherever you kick it you yell that direction you follow behind and yelling so he should have been yelling right 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 I'm sorry left 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 yeah. left left that's why all his guys, because there's no there's no one over there. Play. No one's over there. Everyone's running to the right. I think that's what was called. I was about yeah. It up. yeah, and I'm glad you explained that to me because I was like 30 drinks deep and <laughs> watching that at a bar, I was just like, how are they fuck it up so bad? Like I like I was just like I, I was like, how did Tuck get him to kick it there? Like I just I had no fucking idea. I, I really did couldn't figure it out. So he must have just hit it wrong or yep. you know got the side mixed up, you know, either way. I just thought that was, that was wild. Um, and then just, I mean, fuck it. Just, you know, as far as covering goes, like the pick in overtime, dude, how do you not, how do you not crib that? I texted you guys how four times in a row, how, 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 how did and, he not score? <laughs> and one thing that gets me on that is the chop block penalty. It, it, so like if I'm a coach, I'm teaching my guys, if you throw a pick in overtime and you get a you have a turnover, commit a penalty because it's not gonna to prevent them from, from scoring because it's not gonna affect you because we didn't get the ball, you know, at the 10. Right. Like it should. So, like, I mean, that's crazy. The NCAA needs to change that rule. I mean, as animalistic as it sounds, Jay, you're saying, like, hey, grab his face mask and yank him down if he's taking it home, right? Exactly. Whatever it takes. Right? Do you do what any penalty you can do to Trip get him down. Horse collar, anything. Right. And then I couldn't believe Walker didn't score on the, the first handoff there. I thought he was gone. I thought he was gone. Um, anyways, I, you know, just, I got a gambling problem. So, You're spoiled. No, I am. I am. I'm, I'm very happy state one. They gutted it out. Big 10, you know, whatever. I'm, that had all the makings of a letdown game. I mean, I know I thought they were going to lose at one point. It just smelled like one of those, like, ah, fuck, we're going to lose this stupid game. Oh, and tailgating was electric. Was it? <laughs> oh, fuck boy, it. oh boy. The My shots were flowing. 
Might have the to get bags up. were being tossed. Might have to get up there for the Michigan game. I can't even think of that right now. Um, but let's pull up the picks from – or any, any notes on college football before we start talking gambling here. No, let's just jump into the picks. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Um, the only note I had was um, – uh, Mertz sucks. He still sucks. That's, <laughs> I still think that guy stinks. I don't know why he was so highly recruited. Okay, let's look at the picks here. JU nails his Rutgers 18.5. That was going to be my pick. I bailed on it because JU picked it. Um, so he moves to two and one on the college football season. Chandler still hunting for that first W. Chandler takes Wisconsin six and a half. Notre Dame beats the living piss out of them. Fun fact about that game. I was a loser this weekend and I bought picks. I bought picks from Stu Finer from Barstool, the source. He sent me five picks and went two and three. His $20,000 lock of the day was Wisconsin minus six and a half. I had Notre Dame locked in, changed it because I bought that pick. No one knows anything. If we learned anything, no one knows anything. No one knows more than you. No one knows more than the guy next to you. Shit, I'll sell you picks. Right. We should be selling our picks. <laughs> we are fucking in the NFL. We are 29, 15, and one. We should be selling these picks, but we don't do that. We do it for free. And then my dumbass took Akron plus 49. They almost covered. Game was 7 7 to start. I was like, baby, we're cooking. They lost by 52. Stupid pick. Still dogs only fall, though. Let's get into our college picks for this week. Chandler, who do you like? All right, so fade me, guys. You know that's what you got to <laughs> do in college. 0-3. Whoever so I like, you take the opposite of them. So with that, what do I like to say? The game that makes no sense makes all the sense. This is a top 10 matchup. It is an 18-and-a-half-point spread between two top 10 SEC teams. Does that make any sense? And it's a team that – has beaten Texas, a team that just beat Texas A&M, who was a top 10 team last week, neutral site. And this game is Georgia versus Arkansas. And when you get between the hedges, you get beat up. Georgia's laying 18 and a half to the number eight team in the country. Does that make any sense? No. 87% of the money on Arkansas. Guess what? I'm siding with Vegas. They're going to figure this out. Vegas is going to start to win some more money after these first couple rough weeks. Give me Georgia Bulldogs minus 18 and a half at home against Arkansas. Love that big brain analysis. Uh, number one on my list was that game. So this is <laughs> happening all over again. JU, you're, I honestly love that analysis though, Chandler, because it really does make zero sense. It's just like top 10 team. Of course, the hogs are going to cover that and you get to, it's like hogs versus dogs. That's such a fun fucking game. Um, that'd probably, that's probably gonna be such an electric game to go to. Love it. Georgia minus 18 and a half. JU, who are you looking at? Well, I'm staying in the big 10 and uh, <clears throat> this team. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, someone's got no faith. Someone's I, got I no have faith. <laughs> yeah, you feel good about it till you gotta say it. You know, I feel, I'll, I feel I'll, damn I'll, good about it. Yeah, I'm taking, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking Wisconsin minus two against at home against Michigan. Wow, because that line makes no sense as well. Correct. The that whole line. The, yeah, and you know, I'm. This is Michigan's first road game of the year going oh, into wow. going into Camp Randall. Wisconsin coming off an of embarrassing loss. Yeah, they're mad about the whole field. Um, I got it. I, I'm not sold on Michigan's pass 
offense yet. I have a lot of faith in Jim Leonard, Wisconsin's D coordinator, to come up with something to beat them. And Michigan kept it close against Rutgers last week. So I'm going with the Badgers. I love it. Good pick. And I hope Gus Johnson's calling that game. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure he will. That'll be fantastic. All right, boys, here's my pick. Uh, I think I explained to you on this show once before. uh, I grew up not a Michigan State fan, but a Notre Dame fan. Uh, And last week, they jammed it down my throat for betting against them. They also jammed my uh, that denial letter for college down my throat back, you know, back when I graduated high school. But looking at this game, it makes no sense. And I'm probably falling into the sucker side of this thing. Notre Dame is plus two at home versus Cincinnati. I don't like Fickle because he turned down the state job uh, in general. And I feel like I owe it to Notre Dame to throw him a bone here. And they're, they're dogs at home. The line makes absolutely no sense, which probably means Cincinnati is going to cover like crazy. But I don't give a shit. I'm riding the Irish this week uh, at plus two at home. Dogs only fall continues. I saw Notre Dame as a dog. I'm jumping on it. <laughs> Frank, are you going to, you going to put in the bet? And then when you get the experts pick of Cincinnati, you're going to change it. No, I won't. <laughs> I made that mistake last week. I'm never buying picks again. I got my picks right here. I got two guys. I talk about picks with all week. I got picks in my own fucking brain. I text all my friends about picks. I don't need to buy someone's stupid picks. That was a loser move. I loser moves of the week for Frank Steelers minus three loser move. Uh, bought picks and changed my own picks. Another fucking loser move. That's why I lost my first college game of the week last week. If you feel a little extra frisky, Frank, I can throw you a little nugget here. I love take, your, I love a little JU nug. Toss it. Take, take out Ole Miss minus 14 and a half. Uh, Ooh, you Bama. They were, they were on my list, but I kind of think Bama is just going to stomp them. Oh, no. Lane Kiffin, baby. Lane Kiffin. One, one more before we break on college football, but Maryland only get getting three at home against Iowa on Friday night. That is spicy. I almost put that one down as well, but I don't know, man. Iowa's treated us well. Iowa's treated us well. Yep. So I got the fucking Irish. I already hate it. I already hate the pick. That's another loser pick. It's a sucker bet. Um, all right, Cash. So that's college football. That's NFL football. That's enough football for the day. We are going to, you know what we're going to do? We've been talking football all day. We've already had a longer show. We're going to jump right into the over-unders is what we're going to do. It looks like the boys are on board with that. All right. Jerry is on vacation right now. I believe he's in Hilton Head. Um, So good for him. Hope you're enjoying vacation, Jerry. I appreciate you getting these over to me even whilst on vacation. Um, so over under, you guys know how it works. My buddy, Jerry sends me a list of items. I've never seen them before. We go through them, never seen them. Tell you if those things are over or underrated. leading off LGRW. I appreciate that at the top of the email. Um, so let's get this going. I'm just getting my list here. Okay. All right. First on the list, Chandler, you are leading us off. Number one on the list. Carving pumpkins, carving pumpkins over or underrated as we enter the month of October. I mean, it's it's all about the process with carving pumpkins because what do you got to do when you carve pumpkins? You gut the pumpkins, you get the seeds out of it, you reap some of your labor by getting pumpkin seeds from it, and you get to carve. It's a good thing to do with the wife or the significant other. You carve the pumpkin, you throw the candle in it. It's festive. I think. Carving pumpkins is underrated. 
underrated carbon pumpkins. Uh, I'm just going to jump right in and say, I agree with you. Halloween is one of my favorite holidays. There is carbon pumpkins is a great childhood memory. Now it's like a boozy adult memory. And then when I have kids, it's going to be another cool one. Uh, love pumpkin seeds as well. My wife makes awesome pumpkin seeds. I like carbon pumpkins. It's a fun event. Uh, uh, underrated. Sorry. Underrated. There you go. I, I have never had pumpkin seeds. I've never, <laughs> I've never had pumpkin pie. Yeah, that's um, fucked. That's so fucked. I, you, channel, I, you didn't know that. That's a fact. Please. I don't, when I cook, I wear gloves. I don't want to dig my hands in some gooey pumpkin. So it's, I'm not artistic. So I'm not a fan of it. Wow, so this is this overrated. Is, this is this is bleak. All right, got it. Yeah, Jay, you done like it. You've had your hands. You've had your hands some gooey pumpkins, my man. All right, number two, number two on the list. Uh, you're leading off, Jay. You number two, hummus, hummus, two hummus. Is that uh, was that ignorant? Sorry, hummus, hummus is the word. <laughs> All right. <Too> uh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, my bad. Um, no, um, hummus, uh, I would say it's overrated as well. I mean, I'm not a big hummus. You never catch me be like, oh, man, can I get some beetle bread and some hummus, please? That, that might be ignorant, too. I don't know. If that was <laughs> no, I, just, I used an Irish accent. Oh, and, my Irish. <laughs> yeah. So, no, uh, uh, hummus is overrated. The Irish are known for their hummus. Uh, Chandler, <laughs> what do you got on hummus? Jay, you don't what, like it. What can you not eat with hummus? And that includes just a spoon because I would shovel that in my mouth with nothing to dip in it. Pita chips, pita bread, vegetables, throw it on some wraps, hummus, underrated. Yeah, hummus rocks. I love hummus. And there's all different types of hummus. Roasted red pepper hummus. There's, I don't know, squash, bean hummus. There's a bunch of fucking hummus. I think it's this, 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 this two lists is a very cultural difference. Yeah, you want, do you want to elaborate? Don't. We have no time. Number three. <laughs> Number three, I'm leading off. Tiger King. FYI, Tiger King 2 is coming out. Tiger King's the start of the pandemic, right? That's what, ever, that's what I think of. I think of like, shit, what's going on with the world? Let's watch Tiger King. And it got us through that first couple months. I thought it was very entertaining. It was funny. Um, I'm not like excited for Tiger King 2. Like, who knows if I'll even watch it. But for what it did at the time, yeah. Like, I thought it was very funny, entertaining, and like gave us a lot of funny memes. So I'll say underrated for Tiger King. I'll be super quick and easy. I uh, love the one song that Joe did here, Kid Kitty. Yeah, <laughs> underrated, underrated show. Nothing further to elaborate on. Kept me uh, occupied through the pandemic. Underrated. Hell yeah. Um, what's the Carol Baskin song? I gotta find the Carol Baskin song. It's so <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> All right, the, number four, uh, white wine. White wine, whoever wants to jump on that grenade. Um, being a wine aficionado, uh, almost a uh, sommelier, okay. um, I think um, I used to drink a lot of white wines, but then I switched to red because I said my palate got mature with the yeah, red. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I, I like a good white wine here and there. So yeah, underrated, underrated. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with you. I prefer red, but there's no way in hell I'm going to say white wine's overrated. That's ridiculous. Like I love a good refreshing shard in the middle of summer. So underrated. I agree with you boys. I, I, I started off by drinking red wine, had a revelation about a year ago with white wine, nothing like it with some ice in the summer. 
like me a, a little Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Uh, give yeah. me underrated for white wine. Yeah. A lot of use on this board. A lot of use on the board. Me and Chandler actually use straight down right now. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a bad list or we're just easy to please. Number five, number five, uh, redheads, redheads. And remember, you can interpret this any way you want, any, any which way you want. Um, redheads. Huh. Hmm. I hope I, in the black community, oh, a, a black man's biggest <laughs> fear is having a kid with a red, because the kid will come out like looking kind of like a troll, especially a redhead with freckles. And then it's, it's not a good look. Yeah. But redheads are cool people, but I say they're, there's a lot, they, they have a lot going for them. You can get a redheaded scholarship and everything like that. They have a lot going for them? Yeah, they have no soul. I have never heard, yeah, they have no soul. They're, you know, they, you know, bring ugly kids um, oh in mixed relationships, that is. Um, so redheads, I don't want to associate, I'm not associate. Oh my God. Frank, your face is just making me go deeper <laughs> and deeper hole. Just watching Red, you navigate this one. Redheads are overrated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> did, you, did you say something about a scholarship? Yeah, yeah. He said they had a lot going for him. That was wild. I just watching him nav that was like one of the more. No, I was just looking at your face, like every word I said, your facial expression. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I was <laughs> wondering what was I going to have to edit out or not. I mean, hummus, hummus. My hummus response might get this whole thing. And the carving pumpkins. I didn't think that would be controversial. That got weird. <laughs> I'm going to make this one easy because I don't want to do what the hell J.U. just did. Uh, I just stood up in a wedding and the bride was a redhead and she's great. She's wonderful. And redheads are good people. Andy Dalton was good at one point. Um, uh, and Red Pop. Red Pop for the Detroit Tigers is an iconic Detroit baseball player who had red hair. So I am just going to say redheads are underrated. We're all God's children. Gosh. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we got a lot of use on the board. Got a lot of respect for redheads. Have some friends who are redheads. Redheaded women can be beautiful, yep. um, just like every other woman. Um, so with all, that, I'm going to say children. redheads are underrated. Bang. There it I is. I have redhead friends, too. And you heard it. There it is. <laughs> J.U. hates redheads and Irish people who eat hummus. Worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, this is, well, this show fell off the rails. Uh, straight use down the board for me and Chandler. A lot of overrateds for J.U. Tough guy to please. Guys, thank you for listening to episode 66. Oh, my God. It was episode 66. That is so nuts. Fucking Tucker's field goal was 66 yards. That's hilarious. Just wanted to say that. Tucker's field goal, 66 yards. Uh, episode 66, a record breaker here. Probably the longest one since us three have been together. Another record breaker. Records being broken all the way. Thank you for listening. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please write a review. Don't forget to share with your friends. Follow on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, everywhere we are. Watch it on YouTube, whatever you got to do. Uh, that's all I got, guys. So thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Peace out. Have a good one, everybody. Look, if you had one shot or one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, Captured. Just 
let it slip. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud, he opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking how? Everybody's choking now. The clock's run out. Time's up. Over. Blow. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes rabbit. He choked. He's so mad, but he won't give up. Daddy's he know he won't have it. He knows his whole back to these ropes. It don't.